Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to our new segment, which is entitled Bible Remix. I am so excited for this because I like to tell stories. And I think that this is going to be extremely fun and exciting and also um, informative. So Bible Remix is where we take Bible stories and transform them to, to modern day translations, basically. And today's story is entitled Baby Mama. Baby Mama. How many got baby mamas out there? So it could get real tricky. It could be cool, but it could be real tricky. It could be real stressful. It can be, you know, devastating. It could be a plethora of things. So let's get in the story and see how um, this man handles his baby mama. So once upon a time, there was a man... His name was Abram. He had it all, y'all. He had respect, love, wealth. He was a righteous man. But one thing he was missing, he was missing a child. But the Lord told him, yo, I'm going to give you a son. He even told him, he said, look in the sky and count the stars. That's how many children you will have. Could you imagine someone telling you that? Like, Count the stars in the sky. That's how many kids you're going to have. That's a lot of children. That's a whole lot of kids you got to take care. You got to feed. You got to nurture. You got to raise up. You got to instill. You got to chastise. You got to love. That's a lot of children. So Abram, he looking like, uh, I don't know about this, you know. And the problem that they had was that his wife, Sarai, was barren. So... 10 years later, you know, they trying and trying, you know, you just, you keep working and working and trying and trying and Sarai grew impatient and we, we like that, you know, when it doesn't, I mean, this is 10 years of trying, that's, that's a very long time, not one year, not two, but 10 years of trying and trying and trying and nothing, of course, of course you're going to grow impatient. And she's like, yo, listen, the Lord prevented me from having a baby. I can't have kids. So what I want you to do is I want you to go sleep with my maid, Hagar. Could you imagine if your wife says, yo, listen, I want you because I can't do it. I want you to basically sleep with our maid so that she can give you a child (laughs) and what abram said he was like yo bet i'm down i'm down for the cause so hagar became pregnant and now hagar the maid is hated with sarai and not feeling her and like yo you made me lay down with your husband and now i'm pregnant this was not a part of the job It was not in my job description to lay down with your husband and to have this whole child. Like, nah. So, she despised Sarai. And she wasn't feeling her. Now, Sarai, the wife, is upset. And he tells Abram, yo, it's your fault. Your baby mama don't like me. Think about it. Here you got the wife now upset with the husband because of something she created. 
it was Sarai's, um, it was her idea to basically say, yo, go lay down with my maid, not thinking of the, 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 the consequences that may come with that, not thinking about, you know, the, the, the cattiness, because as women, you know, they could become catty. Not thinking about what was going to happen in the long run. Sarai was not thinking. She was impatient. And that's what happens when you grow impatient. You get the short end of the stick. You know, you got to deal with the consequences that comes with your impulse decision. And this was her impulse decision. Now her husband got baby mama. And now they not getting along. I'm pretty sure they all in the house. You know, they going sick. They arguing. They... You know, they feeling some type of way and maybe, maybe Abram was looking at um, Hagar a little bit too long. And I mean, all, all, all the stuff that comes with that, you know, even though he was, you know, committed to his wife and even though he was, he was married to Sarai, he now laid down with a whole nother woman, whole nother woman, you know, gave himself to a whole nother woman sexually that has to bring some type of emotions and some type of feelings with that and Sarai not thinking of that couldn't have been me couldn't have been me ain't no way I don't care how long it's gonna take for us to have a baby I'm not telling you to go lay down with sister so-and-so Nah, I'm good we gonna wait and if it's not a part of God's plan then it ain't a, it ain't about it ain't a part of God's plan we could adopt we could foster we could do a plethora of things, but what we're not going to do, you ain't laying down with sister so-and-so. So, you know, Sarah was really, yo, she, she was a real one. So now, you know, you got these two, two women going at it. Now, Sarah, she's upset. She like, yo, it's all your fault. Your baby mother don't like me. And Abram, like in the middle, like, yo, I know he confused. Like, listen, you told me to do this. And I did it. And now I'm wrong? Like, come on. You know, extremely confused. So he goes and says what? Look, woman, I ain't got time for the yada yada. Yo, I did what you told me to do. Now you deal with it. That's your maid. That's your problem. I did what you said to do. Now you handle it. So Sarai took matters in her own hands obeyed her husband's word and she dealt with it and she treated Hagar so badly so badly I couldn't imagine what she probably was saying she was taunting her probably she probably was upset she probably was saying real bad nasty disrespectful things like yeah you might have got the son but you ain't got the husband that's my boo I don't care like you know just that catty and immatureness and you know Hagar was like listen I don't got time for this the little bit of money that you've given me ain't worth it I don't even want your husband never wanted him before he wanted me however it might have went and she's like yo I'm done with this and she runs away so she runs away I mean who could blame her she was being treated so badly she was in a predicament for one that she didn't even sign up for she went along with it not knowing what was to come from it and now the woman that she probably you know grew to love and had a relationship and built a rapport with now is treating her badly because of something she told her to do crazy so Hagar runs away 
And the angel found her and told her, Hagar, I know it's bad. I know. I see it and I can feel it all over you. But I need you to go back to Sarai. I need you to go back to Sarai. And he, you know, he basically like comforted her and told her, listen, you're pregnant with a wild boy and you would name him Ishmael. You know, he, you, you're pregnant. You're pregnant with someone that you don't even know that's going to be a blessing. So go back, obey, obey your, 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 um, Sarai and just, and just see what happens. I promise it's going to be okay. She goes back and Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram. He changed his name to what? To Abraham and his wife's name to Sarah and told him Sarah will have a son. And of course, now, you know, they up in age, <laughs> you know, they way past the senior citizen age <laughs> and they old. And Abraham heard this and he bowed and he laughed. He like, listen, I'm a hundred years old. Sarah is now 90. And you telling me that I'm going to have a son and we're going to name him Isaac. <laughs> Woo! Stop playing games with me, Lord. Stop playing games with me because now I got, you know, I got this baby out of wedlock. You know, I, I obeyed and I listened to what my wife wanted. You know, she grew impatient. I, to- I, I did what she told me to do. That's all. That's like a heap of trouble over there. You know, I'm going through some things, Lord. Now you telling me that I'm going to actually have a son with my wife and we're going to name him Isaac and he's going to be the promised child and he's going to bring forth this this generation and, and make me father of all nations. This is what you're telling me. Oh, my goodness. So he laughed. Then the Lord appeared again to Abram and and um Sarah. Well, he appeared to, to Abraham, but Sarah was eavesdropping, being mad nosy. She's supposed to be in the kitchen cooking, cleaning, making them tacos, but she overhearing the conversation that the men's is having. You know what I'm saying? Heard what the Lord said. The Lord said, Listen, Abraham, next time this year, next time this year, Sarah will have a son. Sarah being nosy, she start laughing. Start laughing like, listen, woo. The Lord be having, the Lord be having jokes because I'm old. I don't know. Yo, he bugging. Nah, I'm too old. Time passed and Sarah became pregnant. So it don't matter the age, you know. And he, back, in the day, back in the day, you got to think about it too. They was probably eating well not proudly but they were eating things of the earth so it was actually good for their body so they probably they were living way longer than what we're living now you know they didn't have any processed food they didn't have you know things to give them diseases and sicknesses and cancers and stuff like that they were actually eating from the grounds of the earth so it was natural and it was good for their body so they was living a long time they probably still had their strength right in there they were like you know in their right mind so this was really um being 90 
being a hundred years old back then, this probably was nothing. You had people that probably lived way longer than that. So time passed. Sarah became pregnant, gave birth to Isaac, right? This is the promised child. This is this is where this is the son that would would make, you know, um Abraham a father of many nations, um, the chosen child, basically. And Isaac, he, he, you know, as he grew up, Sarah noticed now. Now, mind you, they still in the same household. You got Ishmael, you know, the firstborn, and Hagar, his mother. You got Sarah now, and now you got Isaac, the baby child. And you got Abraham, the daddy. Isaac is growing up now, and Sarah noticing a little something. You know, she she got her, her antennas up eyebrows raised nose flared but she noticed ishmael making fun of her son bullying her son like nah see what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna have no bully in this house especially the stepson oh no we're not doing this we're not sarah told abraham listen they gots to go i'm not dealing with this i i don't even like the situation that we're in but now your son is gonna bully my son no, mm-mm, not having it. Listen, he ain't the promised child. You could have just imagined the argument, the, <laughs> the, the cattiness of it all. Listen, he ain't got Isaac money. He don't got Isaac's inheritance. I'm not having it, so they gots to go. Tell your baby mama, get your son, do what you gotta do. They gots to leave out of the house. This our house. So Abraham got upset because that's his son, you know, and who wants to kick his, who wants to kick their son out? Even though, you know, he, you know, he, he was, um, um, conceived from the maid servant, you know, Abraham was a good father. You know, there was one time that he wasn't a father. Now he has two sons that probably are two different, but he loves them. And now I got to obey my wife. You know, I got to I gotta kick my son out and his mother. Man, I don't want to do this. But the Lord said, listen to, your, listen to your woman. Listen to your lady. You know, Ishmael and Hagar, they going to be all right. They going to be okay. Don't worry about them. You know, they, they, they have their own plan in place. But, but hearken unto your wife. <laughs> you know, listen, listen to your wife because you don't want to mess that up. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to mess up the, the household that you're currently living in, that you got a covenant with. You don't want to mess that up. You know, that covenant is going to be, is, is, is going to stay and it's going to stick for years to come. So you don't want to mess that up. You know, baby mother and son, they're they going to be all right. So Abraham, you know, obeyed and he woke up early. He got some food, got some water. And he sent his baby mother and his son away, unfortunately. And I could imagine, you know, how devastating that was for for Abraham. You know, to just let them go basically in the wild and not knowing what was going to come of them. You know, maybe, you know, maybe Hagar had a pager. And maybe Abraham was hitting her up here and there like, yo, y'all okay? Y'all okay? But, you know, I could imagine how devastating that was for for Abraham you know you don't want your child to lack you don't want your child 
to to go, be in a place where they have nothing and basically that's where that they were they were going so you know they left and you know Hagar and Ishmael they wandered you know the bible says they wander aimlessly in the wilderness a wandering aimlessly basically without no direction they was just walking you know they just they just was going and this this just reminds me of like you know, being a woman and raising a son, raising a child by yourself, a single, a single woman. Hagar was now a single woman. You know, she didn't have the means of her baby father no more. She didn't have that protection anymore. She didn't have that covering. She didn't have a house to go to. She didn't have food. She didn't, she didn't have that. So she just aimlessly walking in the wilderness. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going. I'm lost. I'm upset. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure she was bitter. Like, how dare him kick us out? You know, why would he listen to the woman and his wife? And, you know, if anything, she probably should have got out. She could have been thinking so many thoughts. And she was upset. And she, you know, feeling some type of way. And now she has this child with her. And not just her. But she has to, to fend for this child as well. And she ran out of water. She She ran out of water. So, basically... You know, Abraham before before she before he he basically kicked them out, he gave them a little child support. You know, gave them a little something something like take this. You know, I ain't gonna leave you without without nothing. Take this little child support. I got you. But that runs out. You know, and nobody's thinking about all this. You know, in the wilderness, it's like, you know, it's a desolate isolation place. It's dry. You, you, you know, it's, it's, it's a hardship place. So she runs out of things. She runs out of, you know, means to care for herself and her child. She had nothing. So she put her son under a bush to die, basically. And she watched from afar off and she just cried because she just felt like she didn't have anything. She felt like she didn't, she couldn't raise this kid anymore. Have you ever been there being a single parent and not having the means to fend for yourself and your child, not having the money to take care of them, not having the food to feed them, the clothes to clothe them, you know, just living off of the little means that you have. And then they, they run out. Like I could have you been there you know just just basically struggling and not having nothing and crying every single night and praying and wishing and hoping that something comes forth that something comes about to help them she was basically she felt defeated she didn't have anything and she just cried and she basically was like you know what i'm just gonna sit here i'm gonna watch that child die from afar because i have nothing i give up I I give up. But when you give up, God comes in and he just basically gives in to your situation, pours into your situation. And he heard the boy crying. He heard the cry. You know, even when we feel like he doesn't hear us, even though when you feel like he's not, you know, near, he is because he heard the little child's cry and he spoke to Hagar and he said, go get that boy, go console that boy, go comfort that boy. I'm going to make him a great nation from his descendants. It's not just Isaac that I'm going to pour into. I'm going to pour into Ishmael as well. He's a part of Abraham. He 
He's a part of Abraham. And when God spoke a word, Hagar's, um, Hagar's eyes instantly were open. You know, being in a, an, in a place where, where it's very dry and sorrowful and, and, you know, you have nothing to depend on. You tend to, you know, be led by your situation. You know, you have no faith. So your eyes is like blind. You can't really see what's in front of you. But as soon as God spoke a word, her eyes instantly became open and she seen a well of water. And maybe it was there all along. Maybe it was there, but her situation blinded her. Her situation had blind her because she was just consumed. Have you been there? Have you been consumed to the point where you can't see straight? When your vision is a little foggy, when you feel like, yo, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this situation because it seems like it's impossible. It seems like it's impossible. But what's impossible to us is possible for God. And God said, open up your open up your eyes, girl. Look at that well. That well been there that whole line, that whole time. Now go and get some water. And God was with Ishmael. God was with Ishmael. So the moral of this story is what? What do you think it is? The moral of the story is wait on the Lord. <laughs> Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. Basically, that's what I got from it. Wait on the Lord because the when you wait on the Lord, it, the 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 process, the transition, the situation is gonna come out so much better. It's not gonna be as hard. I mean, the waiting process is extremely difficult. Yes, and I'm not saying that it's easy to wait, but when you wait, it'll be so worth it. When you get in a place and you're comfortable with waiting, it's so worth it. So worth it. If they would have waited on the Lord and listened and hearkened unto his words from the beginning, from the beginning, they wouldn't they wouldn't have had the the baby mama drama, basically. They wouldn't have had the issues that came with that. You know, that was basically like a blended family. And that was not planned. That wasn't part of, you know, um, God's purpose. But of course, you know, what the enemy makes for evil, God turned it around for the good. You know, Ishmael, you know, he was blessed as well. And, you know, God could always turn things around for our behalf, even even in our disobedience, even in our impatientness, even when we, you know, go out of his will. You know what I'm saying? But when you do that, you have to know that consequences are attached to that. <laughs> you have to know that, you know, and even though, you know, Hagar lay down with Abraham and, you know, listened to to Sarah, you know, she she could have said no. Like, listen, yo, I love you. You know, I've been working for you for some time now, but nah, I don't agree with that. I ain't dealing with that. I ain't trying to be nobody's baby mama. I want my husband. I want my I want to have my baby with my own husband, not with your husband. She could have said no, but you know that that was the cards that they were dealt and you know, that's the story of the baby mama, the first baby mama in the Bible, Hagar. And I may not be be pronouncing her name correctly if I'm not please um, you know, 
charge it um, to my mind, not my heart. But I hope that you guys enjoyed this first segment of Bible Remix. I hope you enjoy listening to the story of Baby Mama. Um, if you would like to hear your favorite story, or if you have an idea of a story that you want us to um, remix, please email us at outsidethebox099 at gmail.com. Outside the box, one word, 099 at gmail.com. And you can forward your any feedback, concerns, questions, anything. We will love to hear from you. And I can't wait to next week for a fresh new perspective of Bible Remix. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>